A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, I'm Justin Hamilton and welcome to Big Squid. In this episode, returning guests Alexi Toliopoulos and Ben Elwood helped me recap episode 5 of the HBO series Watchmen, an episode that felt in many ways like callbacks and echoes to the creator's previous work. And when I say that, I mean it as a compliment. A touch of lost here, a feel of the leftovers there, a literal new angle on a key moment from the comic. This episode really has it all. Coming up in this episode of this podcast, we'll be digging right into Looking Glass and his secret origin. We'll also discover whether Wade was protecting Angela, or has he bought into the 7th Cavalry? We have the usual segments, including Squid Bits and I Spend Too Much Time Alone. Alexi introduces a new segment while accidentally demolishing and stomping all over an old one. And I go full horseshoe on a significant object in the episode. Uh, Each week, the show just gets better and better, and you can tell how much the three of us are loving the show by the energy that is brought to this podcast. I genuinely have not laughed this much in ages, and, uh, you know, we we keep it in check for most of the runtime, but the the more you dig into this show, the more giddy I think it makes you feel. So uh, this is a fun catch-up, and uh, as I said, I laugh so much. I am genuinely ready for Nine Nights after I finish putting together this podcast for you. Uh, before we get into the episode, don't forget to check out the latest articles on PDpedia. Uh, I didn't have time to read it before we recorded, uh, hence why it isn't discussed with the lads. But head over there and you'll find a new memo by the agent and his fury at American Hero's story for being so salacious and over the top with its metaphors. Uh, This little bit in in PDpedia is really entertaining and, and I think you could even be reading the writers having fun at their own expense with some of the descriptions reading like someone sounding off on this episode. But uh, it's fun and it's interesting and also confirms something I noticed uh, right at the end of uh, Squid Bits. I mention it there, um, rap that I caught it for pure nerdy stakes, but uh, just telling you, I didn't read this until afterwards. There's also, I don't know why I feel like I have to justify myself with that, but it was, I think I was so excited about finding something in in the show and then it's kind of mentioned there and I was like, oh, feels like I put two and two together, but I really didn't have all the numbers. Uh, on PDPD, there's also an advert for nostalgia um, and uh, 
well, there's a conversation in the podcast that definitely proves that we hadn't read that before we recorded. Uh, but that's really interesting. And uh, finally, there's a pamphlet for EDA, otherwise known as Extra Dimensional Anxiety, which Wade clearly suffers from. Okay, let's get into it. And you know what? I'll give you roughly 15 seconds of music to guess the next line that I say once this show starts properly. So how good is Tim Blake Nelson? The best. Yeah. <laughs> the best. That was my favourite performance of the entire season so far. Oh, really? Yeah, man. So much pathos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So much melancholy. Yeah. And he's been exhibiting it throughout the entire series already. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been a slow burn getting to him. Yep. I feel like they timed it perfectly because we've we've been watching him in the background for a while. There, I was starting to think, is he is he going to be like the Boba Fett of this series? And we you never know? see his face. <laughs> never, never see get his to face know properly. Him. Yeah, you're just kind of getting you know at the end of it. You say, you know who my favorite character was? Looking Looking Glass, and he he said seven lines, and yeah. you go. Uh, but I, I'm, I have a theory that it's turning into Pirate Jenny. I think Pirate yeah. Jenny is turning into the Boba Fett of this series. <laughs> People are becoming big fans of her, and I think she said four things so far, but. Uh, Can but- I tell you my nerd, really like deep nerd reaction just then rewatching the episode with you guys? Yeah. Seeing Tim Blake Nelson as like this cool fucking superhero yeah. driving around in his little shitty Toyota Corolla. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is what Aronofsky wanted to do when you hear about that insane Batman oh, idea yeah, that he had yeah, 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 of yeah. like the Batman <laughs> yeah. who, who's homeless yep. and lives with Alfred, who's like now an African American guy that owns a fucking <laughs> yes. servo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> called Big Al. Big Al. Watching him drive that little Toyota Corolla in this little bumfuck town yeah, yeah, in yeah. the outskirts of the redneck area in Tulsa. Mm. I'm like, this is what that movie dreamed of being and would never ever exist. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then someone's done like this secret version of it. I'm like, this. That I was like, this is what this is what it could have always been. Yep. It's. Uh, it, it was such a good idea. Why did it have to be Batman? He should have just made a superhero movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he, he probably came up with the idea. Well, he came up with it before Batman Begins. Yeah. So the environment wasn't ready for a deconstruction. Yeah, exactly. And now that we've been digesting and fucking force-fed superhero <laughs> movies yeah. for two decades, basically, yeah. now yeah. we can have these crazy deconstructions, these subversions yeah. of what that genre is now. Yep. And this is it. And it finally fucking works. You, yep. It always makes me wonder if uh, M. Night Shyamalan had uh, dropped Unbreakable mm. two years ago. And you know how... Oh, he did. Remember... No, no, but you know that when it first came out... Yeah, yeah. People... Like, I remember getting half an hour into that film and mm. uh, saying to my girlfriend at the time, oh my God, this is a superhero movie. Yeah. And she was yeah. like, what are you talking about? Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, yeah. if you dropped it without any any information coming out first, yeah. then you'd everyone would be sitting there Man, going... Man, Benny and I saw Split together. We, we had did, that experience. Yeah, 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 we right. had that experience. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember that though, seeing Unbreakable for the yeah. first time and yeah. then that, that final speech where he's like... They mm. call me Mr. Glass. And yeah. then the, the text coming up at the end. And I remember all of my friends, other than me and my yeah. best buddy who grew up 
with comics. Right. They were scandalised, outraged by yeah. that ending. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It's yeah. lame. Yeah. And we were just like cackling like, yeah, yeah. man, this yeah. is our culture on the screen yeah. and it's being and it's being it's completely legit you know yeah. oh my the, god and it's the follow up to the sixth sense yeah. like one of these outrageously massive movies yeah. and he followed it up wow. with a deconstruction of superheroes oh, a fucking baller movie before man. anyone had oh constructed god. them for yeah, the general yeah, yeah, public yeah, yeah. man as a Jewish man Ben I can't <laughs> wait to see you when you talk about finally seeing your culture reflected on screen where we get to talk about the Steven Spielberg reference <laughs> later oh, yeah, in this I episode I guess I cannot wait for that yeah, 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 yeah. I've got a little blanket here to throw over him in case he starts <laughs> and we want to get excited. into epigenetics as well yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. Get there. we'll get there well let's get into the recap of this episode the title of which was Little Fear of Lightning. So we open in Hoboken, New Jersey, 1985, as young Wade Tillman takes to a carnival to spread the word of God as a Jehovah's Witness. He's there to let the young people and sinners know that the end of the world is nigh. He approaches a gang of not-tops who subsequently begin to bully Wade until a woman with the gang takes him for a walk. They enter a funhouse and amongst the reflecting mirrors, she begins to seduce Wade. He's inexperienced and doesn't know how to deal with the situation and she strips him of his clothes to have sex. Before anything can occur, it turns out she was just setting Wade up to humiliate him. Devastating. Every, every, every nerd's fear back in the 80s <laughs> right there. <laughs> Absolutely. I was totally taken in by that moment. I thought that she was into him. Oh, did yeah. you? I was devastated when yeah. she ran off with his clothes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was like Emma Cooney telling me she wouldn't go to fucking McDonald's with me in year eight because I was too fat and I'd ruin her image. Oh, yeah, really? It's the yeah. nightmare. It's yeah. the God. nightmare yeah. where you're just like, God, everyone thinks I'm shit, especially me, but every, especially <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, now I'm right. literally in a hall of mirrors yeah. and I'm just seeing myself yeah. reflected back at me. Yeah. I don't, I don't the have... world is a prank building up upon me. <laughs> right. I don't have any bad stories like that, but that's only because I never asked anyone out, so uh, I could. So I could get to 47 and feel good about myself. <laughs> and then you guys will leave and I'll just be here by myself and I'll get back to being really who I am. Oh, the loneliness. Anyway. Uh, uh, before anything can occur, it turns out she was just sending Wade up to humiliate him. She runs off with his clothes. But before he can do anything, the world begins to shake and the mirrors explode around him. When he comes to and wanders out of the Hall of Mirrors, he finds the majority of the people at the fair dead. What he doesn't know at this moment is that Adrian Veidt's squid has been teleported into New York, killing millions, psychically scarring more. Back in the present, Wade is at work as a marketing consultant, watching focus groups react to adverts for a rebuilt New York, trying to bring people back to the Big Apple. He returns to work and is hassled by Angela in regards to the pills. Laurie then calls in Wade and tells him she has bugged his cactus and wants to know what Angela is speaking about, but he refuses to give her up. Not a euphemism. Yeah, it really Not a does euphemism. sound like a euphemism. <laughs> by the Without way, any context. There's, a, there's a distinct possibility we're going to get a horseshoe moment with cactus. But anyway, <laughs> not, not to get too far ahead. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Wade visits his ex-wife who reveals the tablets are called nostalgia, a pill that is outlawed, that, uh, uh, but contains memories inside of them. These memories can lead to psychosis if too many are taken at once. By night, Wade runs therapy groups for those impacted by the events of 11-2, or 2-11 if you're here in Australia. A woman who has never been before joins the group and later she and Wade go for a drink. When she leaves, she's picked up by a man and when they take off, a lettuce falls from the back of his truck. Wade suspects that they're members of the 7th Cavalry, so he follows them. He calls into his fellow police and heads inside to catch the 7K members, but is surprised to discover it is all a ruse. They wanted Wade to follow him, to see that they've opened a mini portal that allows them to move an object from one place to another. 
Wade is taken by one of the 7K members who reveals himself to be Senator Keane. You know, I didn't trust him just because he was from Mad Men. I didn't mm. think even Bob Benson in yeah. Mad Men, not to be trusted. Senator Keane, even less so. <laughs> Too <The> beautiful. S- <laughs> the senator, he's so handsome. <laughs> the senator admits that they have big plans, and the reason he's down there is because he and Sheriff Judd rent their groups, the 7th Cavalry and the police force, in ways to keep them in line mm. to keep the peace. The senator wants Wade to take Angela off the board because she is getting in the way of their master plan. To prove that he's on Wade's side, Keane shows a video that is the ultimate truth. The video is filmed in 1985, but sent to a newly elected President Robert Redford in 1992. Was it 92 or 93? 93. 93. Um, In the video, Veidt admits he created the hoax of an interdimensional alien attack to bring about a new utopia, and that he also made certain Redford was elected so they could continue his work. He also admits that the baby squid raining down is another way of keeping the world on guard Mm -hmm. to maintain the peace. Wade is haunted by this news and tries to return to his life but fails to maintain any focus. Back at the precinct, Wade tells Angela what the pills are and asks her what is going on. Standing above the bug cactus, Angela reveals all, but soon Laurie bursts out of her office demanding Angela be arrested. Before they can do this, she swallows all of the tablets and is led away. Wade returns home and walks into his house just in time for members of the 7th Cavalry to arrive, armed and dangerous. Meanwhile, Adrian Vida is dressed in a suit that will protect him from deep water or deep space. Mm. His servants catapult him into the air with a rope tethering him to his world. He escapes his world and finds himself on one of the moons of Jupiter. There he takes the broken bodies of his servants and spells the word, save me. A passing satellite... Save me. Save me. D. D. Oh, D. Perhaps D dot 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 continued. Um, A passing satellite gazes down... You know what happened was a uh, goddamn autocorrect. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> there's even a thing. I'm looking at the page. It's clear. No, there's no, a dot you know in the it middle. Did, it's yeah. so clearly yeah. there's a autocorrect. It, 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 just, it just cut it out. So anyway, uh, a passing satellite. Great. Justin's down. the most honest man in the world. He's not lying. I'm looking at the pages. Yeah. And there is a spot where a D should have been. Come on, autocorrect. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> a passing satellite gazes down and Veidt feels triumphant before he is dragged back to his world. There the groundskeeper tells Veidt he is to be punished. Veidt declares that their god has abandoned them all, a fact that doesn't phase the groundskeeper as justice must still be served. And my first question, which Oof. is the most important mm. question, uh-huh. is will there be a better line than squid pro quo? <laughs> Allow me to take this one. <laughs> Squid Pro Quo is a joke originally from the movie Awesome Powers in Goldmember. It's said by a Doctor Evil mispronouncing the words uh, "quid pro quo." So <laughs> that was one of my favorite moments in the entire series. So oh far. yeah, <laughs> it brought, brought together your two loves. Exactly, Austin Powers and Watchmen and High Culture talking over them in podcast form. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was also a lot of resonance for what's you know coincidental resonance for what's yeah. happening right now in the world. Yeah, right. Mike Myers doing a comeback, yeah. getting a Netflix show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were all thinking it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but yeah, exactly. Like yeah. squid, a squid pro quo joke yeah. in a fucking uh, quid pro quo era. Yeah, yeah. very good. It, it, it's kind of, uh, it, it's almost like it came out 
If it had been last week, mm. it would have been a little bit like, what? Do you is write this happening? week to week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a week after is a little bit like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. That's more of a coincidence. But um, I have to be honest, I clapped when I first watched it. And then mm. it was one of those things that delighted me so much. I literally clapped. I went to say something and then realized I was by myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> My uh, body's on here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no one. Oh, I'll just talk to you. You're not here for the second viewing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll have to wait. Um, of course, for anyone who doesn't know, quid pro quo means something for something, an exchange of services or goods in which one transfer is contingent upon the other. Uh, does this hint at a squid for a squid? Mm. Or is it just funny and move along, Hamo? I think it's one of the funniest bits. It is. This is one of the best squid bits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so too. It was such a great moment. And it's, um, and it's, I reckon uh, James Walt must have, Seen that line and just mm. thought, well, Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am wrapped that yeah. I get this line. Uh, so, uh, more importantly, is Looking Glass the raw shark of the series, but one where we can legitimately root for him? He's, yes. he's got so many similarities. Um, raw shark was the man walking around with the sign that says the end is nigh. Mm-hmm. He was at the at the fair yep. trying to preach that very same message. Yeah, gobbling up beans in yeah. a can, not unlike this guy. He, he has bad experiences with women, but rather than become a woman hater, he instead worries that the women he loves will leave him, mm. you know, so it's yeah. just a little bit of a, a flip on the on the side there. Um, you know, um, can, can very much like a, a superhero uh, has an alter ego that has a real job. As yeah. well, I, I feel like you know he's th- th- there's th- there's a lot of super- and obviously they want you to lean into that yeah. this is the Rorschach character you know with the mm. beans and the half the mask yes. up and all of this stuff but he actually you know ideologically is almost the polar opposite yes. of yes. Rorschach. Rorschach is an, an isolationist and it's completely you know his own man. Whereas mm. it seems that Looking Glass is all about community and mm. reaching out and yeah. trying to find some kind of. Um, Catharsis, catharsis, yeah. and and healing. Yeah. But you know, but he's and, th- and he's trying to. Uh, he's legitimately, uh, unlike Rorschach. Sorry to interrupt you, mm. but uh, where Rorschach was uh, a non-believer in in you know the, the greater good of everything that mm. was happening, he believes that this happened. Yes. He's yep. a true believer, yep. and still wants to. Uh, help people find their way out of that. Well, yeah, and he is looking for the greater good as well in yeah. his, you know, quote-unquote betrayal of uh, uh, Sister Knight at the end. Yeah. Like, right. he's still thinking, you know, for the even though his entire reality and all of his trauma has been shattered, yeah. he still is in this greater good mindset. Where he's it's like, looking out for his friend. That's yeah. his motivation. Yeah. Well, and also for, like, I think he, you know, th- this revelation that this whole mm. thing was a hoax, you know, yeah. and now he has sided with the, or seemingly has sided with the senator, yeah. To the point where he's willing to betray his friend and get her arrested. Mm. And betray uh, what he believes yeah. as well. Uh, and the guy, the opposite of Rorschach, the guy literally, his job, he's a fucking empath. Yeah. Like his, yeah. Yeah. his job outside is like he's reading the emotions of other people, Absolutely. interpreting them. And then also, he's also this like local community leader helping mm. these people that have gone through severe trauma that yeah. he's also gone through and like literally on the ground floor helping these people out, yeah. bettering his community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Uh, so, how much do you think he's bought into what the Seventh Cavalry are, are selling to a certain mm. extent? Was the stuff with Angela because he's bought into what Senator Keane has told him or does he just know that Angela is in trouble and if he just kind of yeah. gets her 
in a little bit of trouble now. Mm. Buys her the time, at least. Yeah. yeah, and then he can kind of work out what he's going to do. I don't. Do you think he's necessarily in trouble at the end when when all those guys turn up, or do you think he's prepared for it? They're cocking shotguns as they yeah. get out of their car. No, I know, but do you think he's, he's he'll be okay next episode? Well, yeah, where do you think? I'm do you hoping think Lube Man slides in, <laughs> saves the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lube Man's lubed up those guns <laughs> yeah. before they pick them up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but or, I think you answer your question with that, where um, does he believe the Seven Cavalry? I think he does believe yeah. them, but I don't think he b- joins them. And I think no. that's why, I think what you're saying is true, where he's, what he's doing is like, he's saving Angela mm. and perhaps also buying her some more time by giving her up. Mm. Uh, but then also, that's why they're after him. They're like, we'll never get this guy because this guy is like a beacon of sunshine in this yeah, yeah, shitty yeah. dark world. Right. Even though he's like also maybe the most fucked up character <laughs> We've encountered so or maybe far. he served his purpose in their eyes. He yeah. did what we needed him to do, and now we need to take him yeah. off the board. Um, yeah, could it be? You know, I know that the the gun's getting, uh, you know, you know. But yeah. is the uh, is, is it possible they're going to get him to take him somewhere as maybe. well? Maybe. It's interesting. Uh, I'm I'm interested to know what you think. Is is Wade good at reading people, or is he mildly psychic after the squid attacks? Ooh. So that's why he could read. I th- the, uh, Renee uh, not lying to him when she says she's a radiologist, yeah. but what she didn't do was, you know, confirm anything else. Like she gave him direct questions to, to say were uh, to give false answers, mm. and he completely believed a woman that was lying to the only other scene we've seen before the squid attack. Like yeah. you know, this yeah, woman is like yeah. absolutely yeah. baiting him and lying to him. He he's buying it, I guess. Well, I mean, and his ex-wife says that he. Yeah, uh, you know, it seems like maybe he goes. Uh, he's attracted to people who mm. are a little bit shifty. So maybe is it psychic? Does he read what he wants to read? Yeah, th- there's an interesting contradiction in there, isn't there? Mm. That, that that he, you know, was able to, you know, when she says I'm a waitress and yeah. whatever other job was, and he immediately was nah. knew she was lying. Yeah. But I think there is something in the fact that he didn't ask her. Are you a member of the Seventh, Seventh Cavalry? Cavalry? Yeah, mm. you know, had he asked that and she'd said no, would he know that she was lying? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. And you know, does that power or whatever he has does that extend to watching video footage of Adrian Veidt confessing to this thing? Yes. Can he tell if you know the truth? Because you know, the one the one thing we haven't mentioned as well is Veidt does say over the next several hours, oh, I will yeah. be laying out. So Wade has infinitely more information than we're privy to right now. Right. Mm. Which is obviously also feeding into his decision oh, to yeah. betray Angela. Yeah. Betray. Yeah. I say yeah. betray. Who knows? Hell of a move by Vite, isn't it? Like yeah. putting that down. Is that is that a is that a level of egomania? Like you want to like is it you know, in the video he's saying, I'm getting you elected because I want you to work with me yeah. and we can achieve all this greatness, which we know they don't because the world rejects technology and in many ways becomes a Luddite society because of his actions. But, you know, it's still ballsy. Is it it more a case of, you know, often serial killers want to get caught? You know, people want to get caught to go, look what I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's there a little bit of that to finally take some glory from him literally saving the world. It's a bizarre move, though, because if if a tape like that did get leaked out to the public, it completely undoes everything and sets off God knows what set of chain reactions. You know, I mean, you know, I was I was saying to you guys before we hit record, you know, like in 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 this day and age, if you know a tape of George Bush going, I did nine (laughs) eleven came out, like I mean, and Ellen's laughing next to (laughs) you, dancing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, like you know 
know, is it real? Is it a deep fake? Like, yeah. what the fuck is even going on? I mean, yeah. you know, that's the wrong. We're going into an our dimension with you right. know digital technology. We couldn't. Right. You know, I don't think we could legitimately believe a tape like that. Right. Um, but in this, you know, non-computer world, it's a much more um, believable yeah. uh, object. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, it, it appears that Laurie's line last week of uh, people who wear masks are driven by trauma. They're obsessed with justice because of some injustice suffered, usually when they were kids. So, yeah. man, that's, there's, there's Wade's uh, yeah. origin story right there. Well, he, he feeds into that. You know, uh, I think we've talked about it in the past a lot, Justin, that idea of like, you know, oh, Bruce is the mask and right. Batman yeah. is the real man. And yeah. every time that. But in Lego Batman, they say uh, Bruce Wayne <laughs> lives in Batman's attic. <laughs> Not Batman living in Bruce Wayne's basement. So right. <laughs> that's my favorite of a Batman right. line. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I think that I think that uh, that's debatable and 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 dependent on mm. the interpretation of Batman by the uh, writer at the time. But I think it's very true of Wade because he's constantly pulling that face down. Yeah. Right. He's constantly, you know, he'll have a, a look of total paralyzed anxiety on his face, mm. and right. his first move is to pull that mask down yeah. my real face but do you think it's a real face or do you think it's just him going like I wish this was my real face this is when I'm most powerful because we've seen you know, the, mm. you know chronologically the first time we see him now he's the opposite of wearing a mask he's wearing mm. socks and socks alone right. yeah yeah well, you know, the first time that you really see him speak passionately, he's speaking to a reflection of himself, mm. surrounded by reflections. The yeah. mirrors uh, uh, push the world out, don't they? Uh, some of the notes that I'd written, uh, uh, mirrors are interesting in this way, in the way they define Wade. They keep him safe when the squid attacks. His job as a consultant has him sitting on the opposite side of a mirror that doesn't allow mm-hmm. him to be seen, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, the mirror material reflect. I think it's called Reflectine, allegedly shields from psychic blasts from more invaders. But uh, high tech tinfoil hats, mm. right? Well, mm. that's that's you know mm. quite literally. Yeah, yeah I, that was another one of my notes, which was you know tinfoil hat was mm-hmm. you know crazy people, and mm. here it's like pe- yeah. practical people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in more a way. echoes of Shyamalan in this episode. <laughs> 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 um, and uh, I wrote, uh, you know. Maybe he's good at reading what he wants to read into people, hence his ex-wife saying that he spent seven years waiting for her to humiliate him. Oh. She, like, from this, like she yeah. she yeah. looks like she worked really hard to make that work yep. and it was his inability to let anyone oh my come God. too close. On a soap opera level, that was one of my favourite moments on this series so far, to have like this kind of weird acoustic version of Careless Whisper playing oh, yeah. and then him say, yeah, seven years... Bad luck. Yeah. Walking out the door. Like, so pensive. This is fucking soap opera <laughs> yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. Like how like glorious that like and kitschy and cheesy yeah, that yeah, moment yeah. was. It was awesome. That's like the same as like, how can, you know, um, how do you know he was wearing armor? It's like that kind of like. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed truly how pulpy and genre yeah. this episode makes this series become. Oh, yeah. But there's an, there's an emotional truth to this character that I don't think exists in any other character we've seen mm. so far. And, and like, a real real nuance and complexity you know this idea of I, I that moment at the end where he takes the interdimensional smoke alarm right mm. interdimensional smoke alarm and throws it in the bin and then returns to retrieve it again yeah. despite everything he knows mm. he's addicted to his trauma yes. his trauma defines him and yeah. he is completely like who is he if he doesn't have this thing oh yeah. my and gosh he, yeah you know, you're right no yeah. no it's true and you, i yeah. think you really hit on something where the um, um He's really honest with himself, isn't mm, he? Yeah. Like, look, this is who I am. So when when his wife says, you know, oh, yeah, 
you know, I tried to do all this stuff, and he's ah, yeah, seven years bad. Like, like he, yeah. did, he knows. I'm looking yeah, glass, yeah, yeah. baby. You know, but like I, I mean, I said, I said it to you guys when he threw that thing in the in the bin and then and pulled it back out. That was my relationship with weed for ten years. Yeah. Oh, literally, yeah, yeah literally. Right. It's you know, I'm th- you know, I'm throwing it out the window, and then yeah. half an hour later, you're on the fucking hands and knees with a yeah. slice of white bread trying to dab it back up. It's yeah. just like I need it. It's me. It's yeah, who I am. Yeah, that's me, my Blu-ray player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's me, my Bowie collection. <laughs> <laughs> Except I've never had that moment where I've thought I'm going to give it up. I just, if someone, if, that's, if I was dating someone and they said, hey, "Do you think you played Bowie too much?" Uh, I'd do you be think like, the do you doors think over there? Should, yeah. oh, totally. Like, like, what are you talking about? That story from the night. My emotional father. Yeah. <laughs> What are you doing? Oh my gosh. Sorry, what were you about to say? Oh, well, it's that thing of like anyone make, asking you to make, I'm going to go with the person that's not asking me to make yeah, a choice. Exactly. Oh, uh, yeah, which is the sure. inanimate object. Yeah. So I'm staying yeah. with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> remember in the 90s when George Clooney had that pet pig? Yeah. Oh, it was yeah, a big Max. scandalous story in NW that his girlfriend said, get rid of the pig yeah. or I'm leaving. And he's like, bye bye. I'm yeah. staying with the pig. Yeah, it's my pig. And everyone exactly. was scandalized. I'm like, no, fuck that. The pig's not yes. asking to, for him to make a choice. For me as a teen, there was a TV show, The OC. Yes. And in it, Summer tries to get Adam Brody to give up his comic book collection. Oh yeah, this is a Fuck nerd defined by that. And I've just I've been incensed <laughs> about it for fucking eighteen years. I've been incensed by yeah. it. It's just been in my head it's an, it's an since oh three. Yeah, 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 I like you. Just be a completely different version yeah. of you. Yeah. I also know that I'm annoying. That's another reason why I don't date people. I just do them a favour. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think uh, you, you might be having a good time now, but eventually everything that you love about me, you'll go, oh my God, he is still talking about Watchmen. I caught up, I've caught up with a friend uh, uh, since, since Watchmen has been on. Yeah. I've been catching up with a, a mate of mine and each week we've been catching up while Watchmen's been on and we'll talk about what she's been doing. She'll mm. say, what have you been up to? And I say, I've got nothing else to tell you except I've been thinking about about this TV show. Uh, Did you notice the shadow of two lovers in the third episode <laughs> on a wall? <laughs> Luckily for me, she finds it amusing. But, uh, you know, not everyone would. Anyway, uh, just to finish this bit off on Wade, uh, uh, he sees what he wants to see, and in the end, when he looks at his reflection in his mask, he's not certain who is looking bat- back at him. Oof. His mirror mm-hmm. is shattered. And uh, Nelson really mm. nails it, doesn't he? Uh, question for you guys. Oh, sorry. What were you going to say, Ben? Just very quickly. Mm. When he exits the Hall of Mirrors, that yeah. is a powerful and evocative image. Him yeah. leaving the mouth of a clown. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I scanned my brain, couldn't come up with a uh, analogous image in the novel. Mm. No, like, what do you? What do you? What do you think, think of that anything? Is? No, I. I think uh, I said a joke, very jokingly, like yeah, killing joke. Also, Alan Moore. Well, I mean, but then, could... then I was like, oh yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe. But it did. It did look like one of the. Doors that uh, Gordon has pushed through yeah. in, in the Killing Joke. I mean, yeah, that is in so, the well, that, shit. So uh, looks like one of the killer clowns from outer space, maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe another prominent dex. You know what? In in Pennywise. you will be, you will appreciate this. Jagalize. Uh, <laughs> in um in uh, Squid Bits, I've got another comic reference Great. in that scene, which might. Tickle you, but we'll wait till we get to Fabulous. that. In Squid Bits, I want to have a, a little bonus segment from me. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Like by, by the end of this run, I want this to be nothing but segments. Yeah, <laughs> like they, they, I mean, they this is a, within Squid Bits. Yeah. I want my own little segment. Yeah, this is good. Um, so, a question for both of you guys: Are the senator and lady true working together? So it would help Whoa. explain how they're both counting down. Right. Yes, mm. and it would. It, uh, they're both counting down. It would help explain how Will Reeves knows about the conspiracy. 
mm. that he alluded to. Yeah. And I'm guessing it has to be this, right? Yeah. Um, the the senator seems to be kind of trying to control the seventh cavalry. Mm. Um. Because he says that he and Judd both respectively uh, work together to control their opposing forces of yes. the cavalry and the cops. Yeah. So, so here's the thing: if 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 the Seventh Cavalry know about this Adrian Veidt video, and it looks like in some way they're trying to maintain the ruse, mm. doesn't that kind of go against the, the the writing of Rorschach in the journal? Uh, I guess mm. so, but it's or have they learnt from Rorschach, or are they misreading Rorschach? I don't which know. Which would be fantastic if they were completely into Rorschach and misreading him, which yeah. says well, well, a lot yeah. about all sort of organised religion. Oh and, yeah, yeah, know. and would say a lot about you know the current pop culture climate of you know uh, people kind of lionising uh, you know their Joker or stuff yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, characters yeah. like that. You know, he's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. So do you think they're working together? It was the, it was the countdown because they said they wanted yeah. he wanted Angela off the board. Mm. It's that countdown where it's like I guess, but who knows? Maybe it's like a coincidence. Maybe it's maybe it's unrelated. I don't know. It's right. hard to speculate now on that. It's it's, but it's like yeah, I don't know. It's such a uh, it's such a clockwork yeah universe yeah yeah. So it feels it feels like it should be kind of. I think so. But it's also just, I don't know, it's its that thing, I'm watching this episode again, I'm wrapped up, I remember you and I, uh, in that first episode, the pilot episode, mm. us discussing about how, oh, are we going to be, are we going to be surprised by stuff because, you know, it's weird that we're being aligned with cops in this, right. like, you know, in this kind of like dystopian, fascistic, in this weird uh, progressive way society <laughs> in the, whatever this is kind of yeah exactly <laughs> when it's like you know and then uh, but then the 7th Cavalry who we had shown like they're racist they're the new KKK right. but then also they're the ones that are right where they're talking about like the squid is like this conspiracy thing we're like we know that they're right about that yeah so you've yeah. got like this weird conflicting perspective and I think this episode makes me more just stuck on that conflicting perspective like who am I aligned with well it It'd be like if Trump supporters' belief of uh, QAnon was real. Right. You know, like Q was a real person mm. within the deep state doing yeah. all this nefarious shit. Like, mm. it's it's a very conflicting kind of thing to think about, you know, yeah. that, the, that the ostensibly the villainous group yeah. hold some truth. Yeah. Right. And it's, uh, you know, it, it makes sense that what, what does Looking Glass say to Angela? Like, is this, is this real? Like, mm. what is happening here? Yeah. Like, you know, he had some... He was indoctrinated into uh, a, a pretty full-on religion. Yeah. Yep. And then he has a moment of sin I- in his eyes, mm. is seduced, is taken advantage of. Then this cataclysmic moment happens, which is also, when you look at the squid, is very Lovecraftian. Mm. And within Lovecraftian, you get all sorts of weird sexual imagery as well. Yep. And then he's lived a truth that for better or worse, he's been very comfortable with all these years yeah. and now he's had it... Of course you'd be at a point yeah. where it's like, what is happening? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, reality has constantly been destabilised. And I guess if he still helps Angela out, that, that kind of leans into his empathy, doesn't it? Mm. Still, he, even, mm. even when everything is going down, it appears that he still has empathy for Angela and, and gets her out of the way 
to protect her to a certain extent. That's how I would like to read it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I'd be yeah, pretty that's devo. Interesting. If yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's not how I read it when I first how, saw it. How did it. you read it? Well, just that he that that he is now he's so shattered by this revelation that right. his life has been defined by a hoax. Yeah, you know, it's it's like uh, you know. Uh, it's 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 kind of adjacently analogous. Like when nine eleven, I was fucked up after nine yeah, eleven. Yeah, very we very yeah. badly. Yeah. Like it really messed with my head. Yeah. And you know, every bus that I was on, I was like a coiled spring waiting for a fucking nail bomb to explode. Just and you know, I, I kind of went down the loose change. Like nine eleven was an inside job mm. kind of path for a little while. Yeah, but you recommended me loose change when we first became really. Friends. Oh god, I was that guy. <laughs> yeah, You're not get into Alex Jones, man. Twenty thirteen, nonetheless. Jesus. But yeah, and 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 I guess when I came out the other side, and uh, you know understood the complexity of the situation and it's not that yeah. America deserved that to happen yeah. but you know a lot of America's foreign policy for decades kind of contributed to that happening right. mm. and I felt like my brain had been completely hijacked by the media and by just circumstance and I'd lost all these years to right. fear and anxiety and anger and it was just like the whole thing was never yeah. really representational of what I thought it was. Right. It was, you know, I, I was... You, you, know, you were governed by fear and and, by fear. and, and, uh, and an inability to find uh, a, a way through that for, uh, you know, a sense of inner peace to be able to, yep. to, you know, put things together and rebuild yourself. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but and it's not- hard when you're being inundated with all these images and this rhetoric and, and the lies and... And when I say conspiracies, I don't mean the conspiracy of, of course, September 11 happened, Mm. but the conspiracies that crop up just in time for the internet to really kick off and then everyone can find each other so much easier and then can build on these thoughts, Mm. you know. Like, I've seen the most normal people in the world, uh, good friends of mine, put up on Facebook, you know. Here is the definitive proof that it was an inside job. And you're like going, what are you talking about? You're a plumber. Like, like, why do you think you've got this information? You're a plumber in Adelaide. I mean, that's what destabilised conspiracy land for me in the end. It was that that, that moment of realisation of like, dude, unless you were in the fucking basement of the Pentagon with Cheney planning this... yeah. You don't really know fucking shit. So, like, you know when you echo... I don't know if you guys have ever been in conspiracy land. It's a pretty gnarly place. But, you know, I used to do that stuff like, it was definitely an inside job. It was controlled demolition. Those buildings fell at the rate of falling objects. Like, oh, really? Right. I didn't realise you were a fucking mechanical physicist. Yeah. You don't know what fucking speed things fall at. Right. You're just saying this because it fits a narrative right. that works for you. Yeah. You know, it's it's a, it's a yeah, it's a strange... Those, those, people should just get, those, those people should just get into sport. That's where you're meant to be like this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In sport, you're meant to go, ah, oh, that guy, Roger Federer, doesn't know how to play tennis. Like, I would have beaten Djokovic, yeah, yeah, and you yeah, go, yeah. you've never picked up a racket, but <laughs> yeah. I, I, this is a much healthier way <laughs> to be crazy. So, um, so my reasoning for possibly Wade being uh, helpful towards Angela and trying to get mm. her off the board was he, and so. I could be wrong with this interpretation, but he pulls up his mask. He pulls up his mask yes, okay. to speak to her. And so that, to me, it's I, I guess it's either one of two things. The way I read it was, this is me being as honest as I possibly can in this moment. And then as soon as she's taken away and he feels guilty about what he's yeah, done. Which, hide his face, hide his shame. Mm. Yeah. Guilty yeah. feet, got no feeling, pulls yeah. the mask mm. down. But the the flip side of that is if you believe that his mask is his face, mm. then he was revealing 
his false face. His mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? Do you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a much better way of putting it than false face. But anyway, <laughs> a lot of words here. Um, Can we only ever use the word false face instead of mask when yeah. discussing superhero literature yeah. <laughs> this show from now on? That'll be, that'll be my... Superhero name. False face. <laughs> false face has been my term for disingenuous people yeah. for years. Oh, yeah. That fucking false face. Oh, you can see the strings face. holding his face on. Oh, yeah. Look at old, <laughs> look at old falsy over there. Um, big question. What TV station has American Hero Story? <laughs> because oh, it's got to be that H- is yeah, some yeah, that's HBO. Yeah, it's got to be HBO. <laughs> it's got to be. Right? Yeah. That is some major cosplay buggery yeah. going on, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. That is uh, <laughs> when he hit that I kinda, moment I where I kind of want more of that show. Yeah, I, mm. I, that would be one of those things where, you know, if you got a, you know, when it comes out on Blu-ray and it's like you get a bonus episode yeah. and it's yeah. a full episode, <laughs> I would be right into that. Um, <laughs> it's so funny when, <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> it's yeah. like, gee whiz, what is happening here? Um that was Captain Metropolis on the receiving position of that, uh, who was um, possibly decapitated. He's, I think, yeah. he's the one who he's the one who tries to get the crime busters together. In, in yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's also the one that, uh, you know, he's the one who inadvertently um, inspires Adrian Veidt after the comedian has burnt the map yeah, and it's yeah. half burnt and he says someone's got to save the world and yep. there's Veidt holding it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So um, uh, an interesting character who's so minor but uh, has a is has it, a pivotal kind of uh, place in the, in the story. Is it suggested in the comic that Hooded Justice and Captain Metropolis yeah. It's suggested that they're both uh, homosexual, closeted right. homosexual, bisexual. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if it's ever explicitly like these two got it on. Does, is it, yeah, am I, I remember. Think, yeah, I feel like it. Uh, you know what? It's so hard to know. I think it's implied that maybe in Under the Hood, yeah, Hollis Mason's book, uh, that there was something going on. But um, I know that uh, I, I know it's in Under the Hood that he that they're both like yeah. he's just like yes. Um, that he was the uh, that uh, the original Spectre was um, the Hooded Justice Beard, Beard yeah. Yeah. and then I think Metropolis more openly he's just like oh yeah he was gay right uh-huh. right yeah and then they were both racist or something oh yeah <laughs> it's the other thing that's in there so it seemed like a lot of fun people to hang out yeah. with really right uh, the um, and supposedly uh, I think his death is. Maybe he was decapitated in a car car accident in something, something. like 1974. Yeah. But there's there's a little bit of uncertainty yeah, around yeah, yeah. that. Uh, it's interesting when they're walking along, uh, the two cops right towards the end are walking along and the, the guy's convinced that uh, mm. uh, Hooded Justice is Dr. Manhattan because he's been watching the whole series. Yeah. Yeah. Which there, there's sometimes there's these moments in this series where yeah. it's like, are you guys talking directly to us idiots right <laughs> <Yeah>. here? <laughs> We're you like, know. oh, yeah, yeah, her grandpa's definitely Dr. Manhattan and always uh, <laughs> would adjust as one of yeah. the two. So it's like, yeah, yeah, they, they yeah. know what's going on. Yeah, so I am remember this moment because yeah. when we get up to my segment, I spend too much time alone. Um, <laughs> we will have a lot of fun with that. So uh, I want to ask you guys, what's going on with the forever pet receptionists? Are they clones mm, or, or are they, they twins? twins? Or is it just like, is it just another use of reflections in an episode about Looking Glass? And... Life really seems to mean less in this world. Mm. With like the the absolute lack of anything with the discarding of that puppy. Yeah, yeah, is unbelievable. I was waiting for Benny to see that moment because I knew I'd get that famous Elwood chuckle. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it well. 
<laughs> two, two, two points. It seems that in this world, clones have no inalienable human rights. Right. That they're completely just non-persons, mm, as right. though they were robots or non-animals. Or yeah. Yeah. Or just you know have no consciousness. Yeah. Because uh, that's some of the technology that Adrian Veidt, uh, I think, uh, develops, and then Lady True buys. Mm. Right. So that which would come from Bubastus is uh, his cat. So when he's yeah. when obviously I, I'm I'm guessing I'm trying to uh, put this together when his plan to bring you know everything to a technological utopia falls over, uh, maybe he has to raise funds mm. and you know start selling off some of his uh, uh, stuff to get money. What, what, what do you what do you guys make of the efficacy of cloning a pet? Uh, I'm very divided on this. Yeah, good enough for Babs, good enough for Lex. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of my favourite things ever was that I didn't even know cloning existed until like last year by finding out Barbara Streisand has cloned her dog two times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know they existed. She's got two fucking clones. (laughs) (laughs) Like, but yeah, I mean, that opens up some interest. Like, is it the same dog? Does it have the same personality? I think in this world, they're just like, nah, let's fry it up. (laughs) Let's (laughs) Exactly. Oh man, it was so yeah. Even uh, it's an interesting look on uh, Wade's face as he watches it. It's uh, it, it's almost it, it, it feels like a, a look that suggests that this would really upset me if I let it, mm. and so mm. I'm just going to remain impassive, which is sort of how he holds himself in many regards, isn't it? Yeah. I think they'd have to be twins, right? The people working there. And it's just an aesthetic choice to hire twins to work there together. Because if they are like... I don't think they would have people out there working if the thought for them at the company is like, yeah, if if, if they're not real, we can just kill one if it's not exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's. So a you're going with aesthetic choice. I think it's aesthetic choice. But then you're I looking feel, yeah. up up in up in wherever Mr. Vite is right now, yeah, yeah, where right. he's also harvesting clones and <laughs> killing right. them. Yeah. Well, he's not growing them, and so that that gets me to mm. my next point, which is uh, like Doctor Man Haddon has to be the one placing Vite in this in this place now because he'd be the only one who could travel to Jupiter. Yeah. Uh, it, at the end, he said he was thinking of going off to make his own people and maybe he was going to do it yeah. on Mars, but, you mm. know, w- two humans are too busy having a look. By the way, just as a little thing, I'm starting to wonder if that footage of him supposedly on Mars was ever real, mm. you know. From episode one. From episode yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, is that part of the government conspiracy to try and keep people, you know? <sighs> yeah. But um, once again, that might be overthinking it. But uh, he said he was going to make people. And so there's been uh, a few of our uh, Facebook buddies have been suggesting that the clones are John Osterman and his first partner, Janie. Yeah. So that would make sense that he's growing them. He's growing versions of him and his past and they're lacking something and so maybe he has like maybe the idea of Vite being there maybe the idea is for him to fix it you know do something with them and then he's just and he seems to have just left or to teach them some kind of humanity that John's lost right you know John has lost all kind of you know he's he's I mean he's he's godlike he has no connection to human empathy or feeling anymore. That's yeah. why he left. So, you know, is Vite there to, you know, teach them how to be human, to, right. to replace that missing part? 
Yes, that seems like uh, that could be a, a, a really interesting way to go. Mm. Uh, I have to say, is the groundskeeper another clone with a mask? He, I thought he was a yeah. clone of the butler. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure, but I, I just assumed so. Well, you, you pick... You seem to pick Petey on his lips, <laughs> so <laughs> I was really counting on the you for this. The moustache threw me off, that's all I can say. <laughs> a mask, a moustache, I can only yeah. do one, not, not both. A fake face, yeah, thank you very exactly. much. <laughs> so sorry, so sorry. A, a fake face and a moustache. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all, all that, that stuff was... Was your mind blown when, you, when he came through and you went, oh, well, here we're... It's either going to be the moon or Mars, yeah. and it is Jupiter. I see. I thought it was the moon of Mars. That's that was my first interpretation. But I was all over the place. I thought. Oh. I mm. thought when he started hacking arms and legs off that body, I, you know what I thought? I thought he was gonna. It was gonna be an echo of the pirate comic oh, in the yeah. in the series, oh, and he was gonna string together a, yeah. a space well, raft of yeah. dead bodies. <laughs> well, it, it, well, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. It is like it's saving. Yeah. Save me. Yeah, yeah, save yeah. But me. save me, D. Doc. And it just seems like it's a bit too obvious, Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. Save me. And also, me. he doesn't have enough. Fucking bodies, bodies to form yeah. Doctor Manhattan. Maybe it's going to go back. Me, Diana, Princess of Wales, and uh, she's still alive oh in, yeah. this, <laughs> in this version that. of the world. <laughs> Diana. <laughs> well, they have the same haircut. Yeah, you know? I know. It makes, it makes so much sense. They go to all the same barber. They must know each other. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't he write Lady Die? Like, yeah. would have been so, uh, Diana. That's a. Anyway, how, do you, how do you know? Forgive me for being so silly, but well, how that, do you know it's Jupiter and not Mars? Well, to me, it looked like the colours of Jupiter. Oh, okay, all right, did right. you think that? I thought it was Jupiter too. Uh, yeah, oh, Jupiter as well, not Jupiter two, which oh, yeah. is my uh, fantasy novel that I'm writing currently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought it was Jupiter as Spelled well. T double O. But um, and you know, I assumed Europa. I mean, I guess that's I, what I assumed as well. I guess I'm freaking, you know, Stanley Kubrick. Uh, yeah. You know, it's 2001: Space Odyssey. Yeah, yeah I assumed. Anyway, I've got some yeah. Europa stuff. Do you want to give us your segment? Yep, this is uh, Teleopolis Octopo- Octopus. <laughs> Teleopolis <laughs> Octopus Facts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is only facts that I would know. Uh, the episode begins in Hoboken, New Jersey, and then this, this, that scene concludes with uh, New York, New York, as performed by Frank Sinatra, uh, which is Hoboken is the birthplace of Frank Sinatra. Well... You know what you've just Uh-oh. done? Uh-oh. You've Uh-oh. just ruined a mum fact. <laughs> oh. And Andrea, mum is going to be devastated. Oh, no. And my other Toliopolis Octopolis. But you can't just move on from ruining a mum fact. Oh. Like, I got what are one you talking more? about? Michael, You're creating well, maybe a little fissure in the fucking <laughs> team, man. What are you doing with this uh, new segment? Mate, you don't understand. Like, I just told mum that she's getting uh, this uh, fan base all over the world and she couldn't get her head around it and then tried to be negative about it and then I made her positive and then she rang up today with a fact and she was all ready to go <laughs> and you've just stomped on it. Sorry. I'm a, you I know, love you, Alexi, all, but I love my mum more well, and all, that's really... All mine are wog-based facts. So <laughs> that's how I'm going to get away with it. I know this because of the diaspora community I grew up within, which was pro-Sinatra and pro-Sopranos. My next fact is about the Sopranos star, Michael Imperioli makes a Mate, cameo in this from the HBO, on the HBO show. <laughs> sister's falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> no, give it to us. That's it. He was in Sopranos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's in Sopranos, also in Good What's his line about calamari in the show? He says, oh, yeah. uh, we like a squid with a little bit of We like a calamari with a little bit of lemon and marinara. So, hey, marinara. So, Famously, he, he uh, was a frequent customer of Vesuvio owned by Ardi in The Sopranos. Mate, so it makes me laugh calamari. so much. Yeah. That it's like, so... 
does the Sopranos exist in this world? And I think and so. So if the Sopranos exist, imagine the Sopranos where, what, three-fifths of the families would have been wiped yeah. out by that squid attack. And yeah. New yeah. Jersey's yeah. in power. You know. Uh, <laughs> Can I just ask you a very quick question that I meant to ask earlier? Why do some people survive? Why? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I figure some of the people would have been in other... Buildings. No, but why, people but why being in a building? Because cl- clearly, being in a building doesn't save you. Because we've seen in the in the comic, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of people are in the Madison Square. But they're Garden they're, they're still a fair. They're like they're that the Madison Square Garden is ground that, that's zero. The epicenter, yeah, that's right. yeah. I, I don't know. I, I guess my question was, you know, are the people who survived? Do they have some kind of you know, uh, you know, power? Well, but, no. That, but that's what I was saying about Wade. Yeah, is he? That, is he? Is yeah. he? Good at reading people, or does he have a little psychic thing? Yeah. Because the squid was designed to give people nightmares and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And they're who knows what they're doing? Mm. You know, like like I'm not sure they know exactly what the effects are going to mm. be. Because remember, uh, the uh, the brain of the squid is designed off uh, brains of psychics, psychics and yeah. stuff like yeah, that. So yeah. yeah. And I think as well, it was my reading was that he was safe in the Hall of Mirrors. And then it's like this whole thing of like, oh, yes, the mirrored technology that EDS does is the same reason that he was saved within there. Yeah. yeah, no, I thought that at first, and yeah. then when he comes out, there's just, you know, there's a guy sitting a next couple. to a fire well, hydrant. There's, there's people not, not too around. many. Not yeah. too many. But he was no. checking his makeup or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who knows? So, um, good good fact. I won't let Mum listen my to the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for yeah. letting me have my Maybe segment. we'll rename the, f- rename the segment, <laughs> Ruining a 66-Year-Old Woman's <laughs> Approach for Stardom. But, uh, <laughs> uh, all right. I spend too much time alone thought. I've been thinking about this a lot. I've mentioned it on the Facebook page <laughs> and I'm thoroughly into it. Is Angela's husband, Cal, Dr. Manhattan? <sighs> so there's an unspecified... So this is what made me laugh so much when they're saying, mm. Huda, just, I've watched every episode. And it's like, oh yeah, that's me with Cal. I've been really obsessing about. Uh, so there's an unspecified accident that Angela mentions. So I wonder if something happened to the real Cal and... Uh, uh, Dr. Manhattan has taken his place. He views life and death in a very matter-of-fact way. Uh, Dr. Manhattan found a love for humanity again when he realised how rare life is Mm. and the events that have to occur to get everyone in in 
you know, one place to meet one another. So does he know how important Angela is and has taken Cal's form after whatever accident Cal had so he can experience the wonder of life up close? We've had comments about Manhattan being incapable of changing the colour of his skin, which seems like mm. a bit of a red flag. Yeah. As I've said or before... Or perhaps. Ca- uh, <laughs> 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 uh, wait, wait, wait. I'm on a roll here. Uh, as I've said before, Cal sounds like Cal-El, the Superman from another planet, oh who goodness. takes on the image of an everyday person so he can live amongst them oh because he loves humanity. Is Topher picking up on the psychic energy of Manhattan, hence the castle being made in his bedroom yeah. that resembles the castle on Mars and the one that Vite is trapped in? Mm. And I'm thinking he revealed who he truly is to Judd on the White Knight. And the last uh, red flag I had was Laurie finds him attractive because it's just a... Good old oh blue boyfriend. Oh my gosh. I am single. Are we to reply to this? Yeah. yeah. God, we got to <laughs> hang out with you on every other day except Monday as well. <laughs> <laughs> you I've sound got... like me in 2013 trying to convince Alexi to watch Loose Change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But, you know, there, there seems to be a lot there, right? <laughs> that was there Elwood's first there. words to me. Like, Loose Change, you got to watch it, man. Is that really true? No, no, it's not true. And then, and not then, true. And then, you, and then you said, and my name is Ben Elwood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you reckon? Is, is that a possibility? Oh, my God. Every one of these convinced me. Every time you do it it convinces me (laughs) (laughs) wait what was your first theory in episode one about or episode two or one or two about Vite being Manhattan or Uh, I did have a uh, like I feel like Manhattan is waiting is is already there Mm. do you know what I mean like he's he's right in front of us and something's going on and I wondered if he had been you know he'd set up this world where he was trying to experience life as Vite to kind of understand you know, why a man would do what he did yeah. and, you know, try to reconnect in that kind of way. But obviously that theory's out the, the window. But uh, yeah. that's why that's why I want to watch this week to week so yeah. I can have a week of thinking about <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. it. It's so much fun. <laughs> so you could talk to your other friend about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have another friend. Um, so... Uh, Big shout out to Will Anderson, by the way, who yeah. uh, is listening to the podcast. Oh, hey, Will. But, um, hey, Will. Is, has no interest in watching the show, but uh, <laughs> he feels like he's following along nicely. So th- thank you, William. Uh, so anyway, uh, it's there, just, there's, it's there's just some, a thought. There's some, there, there is many, many uh, synchronicities there, yeah. mm. but I feel like this is a show filled with synchronicities, so it's yes. hard to tell whether or not it is yeah. just... Ripples and echoes, right? Or whether it is actually something and, that's gone down, and that's that's the receptionist, isn't it? Like, yeah. is it are they clones? Are yeah. they just twins? Are they just you are know? they triplets? And the third one at home <laughs> to have another job. Imagine the third one yeah. that's meant to come in. Lindelof is furious. We had we had triplets ready to go, and one of them sick. We'll just have to go with duality, guys. Uh, it was it, the, the, the the reason for disposing of that dog. By the way, was very fucking trivial. Oh, right. It's slightly smaller than yeah. the other one. Yeah. Chuck it down the chute. But that also tells me how awful yeah. the world is. Yeah, that yeah, someone yeah. that obviously at some point someone has come in and said, "My dog's fluffier than that," and and gone nuts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, dude, it was Babs. I heard. It was Barbara. She did it. <laughs> she was the uh, first one to complain. Oh my god! Sicker. I, I I had a friend whose grandmother had eight corgis in her lifetime, and each corgi was a female with the same name. Oh. Yeah. So it was you know an attempt to just recreate. I what, don't you know. That sicker, just sounds, that or that's, cloning that's, the original corgi. 
Uh, it's the same sickness. That's it's what the I, same sickness. It's the same sickness. But, yeah. It's the same reckon, sickness, different class. I feel like I, I feel can, like I it's a class. I it's, yeah, yeah. It's I've a, loved dogs so much. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the having a a, a, a a slightly similar corgi with the same name. I just reckon it's lazy. Yeah. Just mm. give it another name. Yeah. Guess what? It might have a slightly different personality. Nah, it's the same. Nah, it's the same, mate. Are we going to discuss the memory pills? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think that's something that we've overlooked that uh, mm. really changes the face of everything that we've seen from Will so far. Yes. Yeah. So these, give you, these pills give you other people's memories. Well, you're only meant to take your own. and it's, Isn't that right? And it's, uh, that, that's what I took from it. You, you, they, they're your memories and you, that's how you hold on to them. Right. That's, that was my reading. I, I could be wrong about that. I'm not sure because it wasn't nostalgia. The fragrance that it was a yeah. fragrance Adrian yeah. has yeah. in the first in the Watchmen graphic yeah. novel. So that's I don't know. So that got me confused. Which gives you the like, scent of the past. Yeah. So maybe it's you know, maybe nostalgia isn't its real name. That was the street name. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. I mean, it could be a psychedelic drug where it's like oh, I experienced someone yeah. else's life. Well, my little thought is I don't know what happens next at all. I've not I'm not privy to any further long information. Oh, what's your theory? My theory here is that the next yeah. episode is yeah. going to be all the memories because she's that just was, gobbled all yeah, of them up. So. Yeah, 100%. 100%. like the, as soon as as soon as she was being let off, I was like, are we about to get? Yeah, something yeah, psychedelic yeah, yeah. next week. Yeah. Like, I mean, like the, this will be like the crazy. This will be the on Mars type episode. Yeah. I don't mean on Mars, but the. One that really... International Assassin. Yes. Mm. One of the greatest episodes of TV of all time. But, I mean, we're assuming that Will has been eating his own memories. He might not have been. And and I don't know if you guys remember, but when he first gets taken to Angela's bakery and she's questioning Mm. him, he says, I need my pills. Right. And he takes a pill. I don't don't remember if it's before or after he starts divulging stuff. Right. But is what he's divulging even... Stuff that's happened to him. Well, I'm guessing we're going to find out mm. because she's going to be yeah, yeah, yeah. living his memories. Is yeah. that what is? Oh, I, I figured assume, that's I what's going to happen, gonna happen right? Well, his memories yeah. or whoever's memories they are. Yeah, yeah. and we've yeah. already been seeing like some of his memories, some right. of his dad's memories yeah. as well. So I guess if we see if we see the dad, then that is confirmation. Yeah, hmm. I guess. Oh, maybe not. Oh, anyway, awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> would you? Would you? How would you feel about being at a club back in the day and someone says, "Hey, do you want to go to the toilet and do a line of, of the time I saw Radiohead"? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> I'd be right into that. Yeah. Hey, I saw I saw a Bowie on that uh, Nine Inch t- Nails tour that you never mean. got to go. <laughs> I'll take it as a main line. Right, right, thank I'll you. Do, <laughs> I'll do half now and half later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That would be, actually that would that be would a spectacular be awesome. drug. Oh man, it's yeah. like the being John Malkovich of drugs. Yeah, I what what if you could have a if you could have a memory that you got to relive over and over, mm. what would it be? <laughs> uh, for me, I reckon it would be the absolute joy and knowledge that I was a hundred percent right when I saw The Dark Knight for the first time because I told everyone for a year this is going to be awesome and it's going to be a game changer and everyone made fun of me and it turned out this arsehole was you right. fucking geek. Yeah. You fucking dork. No, it was great. Fuck the you know memory of the first time I fell in love. Fuck no. the time I crushed at the opera house. Well, Give me that time. The thank fucking you very much. Dark Knight was yeah. good. That's, I, number two. That, yeah. that's one of the best insults I've ever gotten with a, with a sweet-ass compliment stuck inside of it. Reverse negging. <laughs> but uh, no, you're right. I would rewatch the Dark Knight, and 
Oh no, maybe it would be when I saw Interstellar and uh, and I and the first time I saw the Hamilton watch and I went, oh yeah, Nolan and I are in anyway. Whatever. Can anyone top that? Whoa. <laughs> this should be part of this segment. I spent too much time alone as well. <laughs> I don't know why I just this don't rename this whole podcast. <laughs> well, this is uh, going full horseshoe. All right. That's what do we got? After last week, what going. We got? You're fucking a lot crank. of people seem to be into going full horseshoe. <laughs> a cactus. This is about cactus. Okay. Mm. A cactus symbolizes endurance as it is a plant that can really stand up to the test of time and the elements. Spiritually, it means adaptable and strong. In the Urban Dictionary, a cactus uses others. This is the. <laughs> Sirens coming to take <laughs> me away. Uh, in the, uh, I hope that comes out. Otherwise, people are going to be, why did he just stop and comment on something that's not there? Oh, no, that's a fact. He does need to go. Uh, in the Urban Dictionary, a cactus uses others in their workplace as collateral damage in order to gain their boss's approval. A cactus has no limits in throwing the number of colleagues under the bus, but generally singles out one certain colleague oh who is gosh. already not in favour with the boss. What the I, hell? I, I buy that 100%. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, I was pretty happy sick. about that. I feel sick hearing that. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. That's so, <laughs> so, so I knew, so I knew we were getting to that, and now it's like now I want to re-ask you the question: <laughs> What do you think Wade was doing with Angela? I uh, I, I am Adrian Vite of this podcast. Yeah. I have manipulated you all into this moment. My bet still <laughs> is that he's he feels bad about it. Yeah. But he's throwing under the bus. Mm. Yeah. I think his reality has been completely shattered. Yeah. He is a man. What? How? How? Thirty years ago. He's what, maybe, maybe yeah. 45, 50-year-old yeah. man. Yeah. The vast majority of his life, he's lived yeah. a lie. He's found it out, and he's been, and he's now put his trust in... And, and he's someone who's put his trust in religion first. Yeah. Right. Then he's put his trust in the story of this fucking interdimensional attack. Yeah. yeah. And I think well, he's that... prone to putting his trust now in this new saviour who has told him the he's, truth, the yeah. real truth. Yeah, he's And looking... he's willing to do whatever wow. the fuck he yeah, needs yeah. to do. Yeah, he's looking for truth. Yeah. Uh, uh, all his life. And he says right? that. What yeah. is happening? Yeah. What is going on? What is the truth? So, you know what we didn't mention was that uh, when he gets everyone and they kind of almost do like a science prey, you know, yeah. it's, uh, uh, you know, we know there's other dimensions, but this is the one we live in, mm-hmm. you know, it's, mm. uh, it reminded me very much of the Guilty Remnant, yeah. you know, uh, which is a cult in the leftovers that gathers because they get angry at people for forgetting that uh, yeah. all the people disappeared and right. got, got on with their lives, and they want to they want to remind them. Yep. Yeah. You know, well, so. I think this whole episode has that feeling of echoes of the leftovers. As oh well. yeah, because you know it begins with this cataclysmic event, yes, and we see the fallout from it, yes, and we see someone who's there at that moment going through something really strange and sh- life shifting anyway. Yeah, mm. of him being like totally humiliated and fucked over, I... very much a. Uh, you know, Kevin Garvey moment in the leftovers. Oh, yeah. Lo- I also felt very much that this was, uh, um, it had a, a little bit of DNA of Lost with yeah. uh, having to press a button. Desmond. But, you know, Desmond yeah. pressing the button. Uh, but, you know, here it, it won't turn off. Yeah. Like the other one, he, he had to to save yeah. the world. But this one, yes, brother. This is the complete opposite of that. Yeah. Uh, but leftovers wise, I felt like uh, this could have been a matte. Yeah, episode. the Christopher uh, Eccleston episodes. Yeah. I think the use of music in this episode more than more so than any of the other episodes with that careless whisper, different versions of being repeated, yeah. very much like a, a pastiche of the leftovers as well. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, I think with so too. With the Pixies and stuff, I always different versions playing. Do, yeah, uh, that's that, that uh, amazing piano version. That yeah. Weirdly, Mr. Robot had an, the same season. And <laughs> yeah. Lindelof had to get in touch and say, you are not going to believe this. But um, <laughs> uh, I had written down here uh, in regards to Matt, a man who after a traumatic event af- affects the entire world mm. has the stories that he tells himself to cope and he has those stories questioned and destroyed. Mm. And so, yes. you know, but Matt in many ways bounces back. And yeah. I, hope, I hope Wade does as well. But um, yeah, interesting, right? Yeah. I think Wade would have been more traumatised if the squid hadn't happened. Right. Yeah. He would have had to come out fucking, you know. It's oh, like, yeah. no one's going, <laughs> why is that guy naked? Really, oh, it yeah. sucks. Oh, Everyone's yeah. just like, yeah, shit, the squid sucks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he got away with it. Oh my he God, they a... blew your clothes off. <laughs> yeah, it's oh part of it, God. I promise. <laughs> You know who, who knows how it works. I know. The, the amount of times that I wish a big squid would get dropped in my city just to get me out of some shit. Mine's normally about to bump into a comedian yeah. I don't want to talk to, and I can't remember his name, so I don't know how to introduce the person I'm with. This is a disaster. Big squid, quickly take off my clothes, ready to go. All right, let's get to the. Uh, Let I don't me tell you my secret move when that happens. I go, oh yeah, this is so and so, and just introduce the person I'm with, and then let that unfold. Oh yeah, and that's then a I good find one. out that person's name. Yeah. Ah, very yeah. nice. I, I deploy. Hey, dude. Hey, man. Hey, yeah, buddy. Always. Hey, yes. pal. Yeah, I never say anyone's name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always uh, give it a bit of, I just turn my head. I, I introduce a person I know first yeah. and say, hey, this is uh, mm. my mate, Ben. And as you're leaning in, I go, and this is... <laughs> and that? I just run out of breath. And then what's your name again, Carl? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so some squid bits uh, Jehovah's Witness Because uh, he's mm. holding uh, Watchtower The Jehovah's uh, They believe in the oh, destruction what? Of the present world And Armageddon is imminent And it turns out On that day They were right as well yeah. <laughs> You know so Who watches the Watchtower They do <laughs> The Jehovah's yeah. Worst advertising ever <laughs> Um Senator Keane says he's going to do something original rather than bring through another squid. Mm. But he wasn't too original when he staged an attack on his life at the funeral, which was not unlike Veidt's yeah. so-called mm. assassination. But I feel like that all went <laughs> pear-shaped because Laurie went, hey, I've got a gun, you know? Yep, yep, yep. But interesting, right? And then also, what, like, what are they planning on doing? Yeah. Like, if it's a portal, like, what, what are, are they, they trying... Bringing? What are they taking away? Who knows? Yeah, right? Mm. Anyway, um, there's all the posters for... And there's a lot of talk about Pale Horse playing. Mm. But uh, on the same bill is the uh, band Kristallnacht, which is named after the Nazis tortured synagogues, Jewish homes Mm. and killed close to 100 Jews. Kristallnacht is also known as the Night of Broken Glass. So that's all... uh, Mm. Mr. Glass. Yeah. Mr. Glass. They we talked about me it. Mr. Glass. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and yeah, people did kind of like people when back when that first so came good. out, yeah. but people so who would just look down their noses at superhero yeah. comics yeah. were just like so angry that, that oh, you tricked me into mm. seeing something you like. Well, also a lot of the people. So I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> but also a lot of the people that I saw with just didn't understand because they yeah. weren't versed in that language. Ooh. So, you know, I don't know if you remember how it freezes on the characters and. Get the That's crawl. my yeah. only part I hate about the movie. Oh, see, I love that mm. bit because I, it's exactly like a fucking comic. Uh, I was just like, "Fuck!" He knew that they weren't going to let him make a sequel. That's all I was thinking. I was nah, like, but right. if you just go out cold, just that, get rid of those little things. Every time I showed it to people, I'm like, "All right, the movie ends here." Pause, pause, pause. <laughs> <laughs> What's the earliest you would stop a movie to make it brilliant? <laughs> 
I guess two minutes before the end is the only one. Oh, right. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just trying to work out. Is there there (laughs) any movie that has like a great... Just the first, the first, <laughs> the first short film. Yeah, yeah, the short film. Straight, straight until yeah. there's like, oh, what a melancholic movie. Yeah. Clonk. No, I've, I've done it with a t- with a series, Simpsons. Yeah. Oh right. So for me, like the it's the second to last episode of the eighth season. Do you remember the Simpsons spin-off showcase? Yeah. Where it's like, hey, it's the lovematic grandpa, oh, and it's yeah. like just this absurd, yeah. like, where's the Simpsons going next? Yeah. It's the perfect last episode of that show oh yeah it's absolutely right. exquisite so as far as i'm concerned the simpsons ended in 1997 yeah what about and that simpsons was movie simpsons movie is a great coda mm, i wept i wept yeah. in the first two minutes of the simpsons movie because the the death of the simpsons killed me like nothing right. ever had it was just right. awful it was like zombie yeah. simpsons and i remember getting really high and going to an early morning session of the simpsons movie and it was the moment where smithers puts the toothpaste on burns's toothbrush yeah. and he keels over and i burst it and yeah, right. Crying. It was like, this, it's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so back. good. I've only seen the movie. Do you reckon it's worth watching a TV show? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, just for the tiniest second, I just had a little belief. I like that was cinema, great. Not, not TV, okay? Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you're considering this, like, you know how yeah. David Lynch said that Twin yeah. Peaks Return was an 18-hour movie? It's like... <laughs> Sure, but it's got... No, it's not. But anyway, you can think that. Um, I love that line, people buy things out of fear all the time, Mm. uh, which of course includes truths in this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Disney Plus in real life. Yep, vinyl for me. (laughs) When I was was working at commercial radio, and and I mean this sincerely, I hated it, but it was good money. And so sometimes I would just, like, the show would finish in the morning, and I would just... Go for a wonder. Yeah. And then I'd come back and I'd have a new David Bowie album <laughs> and I'd have some Nine Inch Nails. And I'd just, and they'd say, Where have you been? And I'd say, I went and bought some records. And the, because I'd answer so just matter of fact, they'd yeah. just go, uh, Sure. <laughs> this is the bomb for me to be able to yeah. tolerate you. Yeah. <laughs> this is how I cope. Um, Wade sitting in front of the TV screens is uh, like Adrian Veidt in front mm-hmm. of his screens. Uh, eating beans is like Raw Shark. So mm-hmm. there's kind of. Um, Interesting parallels there. Um, <laughs> maybe this should have been in... Uh, I spend too much time alone. Um, the name Cynthia is derived from the Latin and Greek Cynthia, a name for Artemis, the goddess yeah. of the moon and hunting. She is also another character. Uh, so anyway, we talked about the moon last week, but Cynthia is also another character playing God mm. as she creates and discards life. And then, uh, of is course, is this in a squid bit that uh, Claire de Lune played when he was on yes. the Moon of oh, Jupiter? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. I love the bussy, very good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Cynthia also tells Wade to not let the person who gave him the pills take them, and Angela does exactly that, yeah. She, she gobbles them up. Mate, it's like she's tra- she's about to get busted at the big day out with the stash. <laughs> <laughs> the dogs are getting closer. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Quick. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, Will will like that story. Um, <laughs> I look forward to getting a text message at some point when he hears this, and uh, he'll go, I did. And I'll go, there it is. Anyway, I am Dr. Manhattan. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, another comment about the good doctor, what he can and can't do. The cops talk about hooded, uh, him being hooded justice mm. because of the series and they point out that he can't time travel. So I'm always a bit fascinated when they're saying he can't do things mm. because you, th- there was a big point about he can't change uh, like the skin colour. Yeah. So, you know, so can he time travel? I don't think he can. I don't, well, there's nothing, I nothing's he, ever been set up that he can. Yeah, he can just sense it. 
all he's present once. for it, but yeah. he's not. He can't, you know, bounce between the two. It's all happening at once. Yeah, and Th- he's and, and he's and he he's completely ineffectual. He can't change anything. Yeah, which is which has always for me made him the most tragic. Yeah, he's and the, the way Gibbons draws him when he's looking up at mm. the like he gets a. It's an amazing <laughs> considering it's so little done with yeah. pencil and because he's so kind of flat and he can get these looks in his eyes that really give him that air of melancholy. I think you were saying with Feidler, like the, 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 the character design is incredible that he can yeah. look so melancholy in one panel and so fucking horrifying. Yeah. In another, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. With such, such simple lines. Um, the title of the episode comes from Jules Verne's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, uh, a book yeah. that stars yes. Captain Nemo, hence the support group being known as Friends of Nemo. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I do not speak French, so I apologise, but uh, Un Colmar de Dimensions Casalis, Colossalis, which translates into A Squid of Colossal Dimensions, mm. ergo, a big squid. So I, yeah. I know that I damaged that beautiful line there because I did not speak uh, uh, speak it correctly, but I wanted to use that translation yeah. because of... Because mm. uh, it's got the Nautilus in there, right? In the 20,000 Leagues on the Sea, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and interestingly enough, in a uh, in a um, uh, in Alan Moore's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the Nautilus oh. is drawn as a giant squid. Yeah, and he and he's a, he's like one of the main characters as yeah. well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and the full line is: "If there were no thunder, men would have little fear of lightning," which is a mm. smashing line. I'm going to bring smashing back. I've just decided. <laughs> smashing. <laughs> what a smashing dessert. Yeah. <laughs> what a smashing episode, guys. Yeah. Oh, what a smashing podcast. episode. Yeah. Also, Jules Verne uh, shares his name with Verne Troyer, who's also in Austin Powers. Oh, oh yeah. Squid Pro Quo. It all comes yeah. back. It all comes back. Six degrees <laughs> <Yeah>. of powers. <laughs> it's a crossover that nobody asked for. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're enjoying it, though. Um, the playbill the couple are holding in the opening advert, uh, you know, the one to oh, bring yeah. people back in you. I was trying to cop a look of that. Yep, it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying to find out. I'm on the edge of my freaking teat right now, dude. Uh, <laughs> I leaned in when we watched the episode again <laughs> and readjusted my glasses going like, what play are they? <laughs> and then I forgot about it completely. Oh, Alexi. Oh, God, that is so great. Everything about you is great. Oh, what is Let's it? Let's keep I'm, him. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't burn me. Don't put me in the incinerator. I'll just keep cloning him one after yeah. the other. But Alexi will still be alive. He'll say, why do you keep cloning me? I say, I, I think you're great. I need more. <laughs> I need more Alexis. of you wandering around. Are you going to lend them out? No, they're all mine. <laughs> we'll go and play chess. Like, literally. I line them all up. Anyway, the play, <laughs> um, the play is in New York is called Oppenheimer. So I'm guessing this is a play about J. Robert Oppenheimer, an American theoretical physicist and Mm. professor of physics, who is uh, among those credited with being the father of the atomic bomb. He, of course, worked on the Manhattan Project, and after the first atomic bomb was detonated, later remarked that the experience brought to mind the words from the Bhagavad Gita, now I become death, the destroyer of worlds, and to... I wonder if the musical is done in the style of Hamilton. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> Hip-hop, yeah. Oppenheimer oh my. musical. Oh, that, maybe that's I the... I become the, death, the destroyer yeah. of worlds. So, no, 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 no. I wonder if that'll be... So, my guess with the... the so, my initial guess with the Nine Inch Nails uh, volumes, uh, I guess that one would be uh, 
from one of the bands, Crystal Knocked or Pale oh, Horse, yeah, yeah. and it was. It so, was? So, yeah. Oh, and wow, so great. the second one I wondered is in the Pedipedia, there is, they're going to put that Bass Reeves movie back up, but they've got the Tulsa Orchestra. So um, I wonder if that'll be, you know. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen the vinyl because it hasn't been released here yet, but I've read online and it's yeah, got yeah, all these yeah. liner notes for this world. It also refers wow, to Nine so Inch cool. Nails as the Nine Inch Nails, which is how they're referred to mm, in Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks yeah. which oh. makes me think. Yeah. Dale Cooper might turn up. But anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I, I wondered if the Tulsa Orchestra <laughs> was the second one. Fuck. But the third one might be Oppenheimer. It might be the play. Oppenheimer yeah. the musical. That yeah, would be right? spectacular. Oh, that I'd be right into I'd that. Become death um, story of world. So the interpretation of that is, you know, very sim- uh, simply is uh, no matter what happens, everything is in the hands of the divine. But Oppenheimer didn't believe in an immortal soul. And this weighed heavy on his mind, mm. all of these actions. So uh, the the article I found on that, I'll post on the mm. Facebook page because yeah. it's really interesting. That's awesome. Um, looks like Spielberg decided against Schindler's List and made Pale Horse instead, mm. even using the famous red coat scene mm. in this new movie. So I'm fascinated. Did he make War of the Worlds? Oh, shit. Do you make War of the Worlds? Or did World War II happen? Did World War II happen in the Watchmen universe? Yeah. Yeah, it's before it before it. War of the Worlds is before World no, War no, II. No, 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 I know, but like the fact that he didn't make Schindler's List and uh I th- well, in, no because most of the stuff happens after World War 2, right? Right, okay, right, right. But it's one yeah, that I think no, that but was... I think I think no, but what I'm saying is War of the Worlds. Like I, I feel like he still makes Schindler's List mm. at some point. Man, I had a teacher at film school who I remember, I've never forgot this guy. He said, um, this was like fucking almost 10 years ago. The guy was like, uh, Steven Spielberg said much more about the Holocaust with uh, War of the Worlds than he ever did with Schindler's List. <laughs> oh, really? That yeah. is amazing. That is, that is yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, I was like, I knew. <laughs> <laughs> that is just you know what? Let's clone him. Like, I'm very serious about this. Uh, that is fantastic. Yeah. I so, so do, does he make War of the Worlds? I don't know because I guess that's that is his War of the Worlds, right? Right. Well, War of the Worlds was an, a metaphor for 9/11, right? Yes. Uh, uh, so I believe no- he actually said far more for the Worlds about the Holocaust. Sorry, maybe. sorry. It was yeah. a metaphor for the Holocaust, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, in his remake, yeah, yeah and, no, what, and it's and it's originally about English imperialism uh, back in the mm. 19th century. Have you guys read War of the Worlds? Yeah, a long it time is ages ago. Horrifying. I read it's it so during scary. Yeah. the premiere's reading challenge uh, during uh, my high school years. Oh, yeah. I read it for the first time this year, and there were mm. scenes that made me like feel sick to my stomach yeah. when it's lurching along yeah. the fields and everything. Ugh. Yeah, it's it's. Incredibly visceral. Very isn't it? good. Yeah. Very what did you good. guys think of this? This was the first alternate reality thing where I'm like, eh, yucka. <laughs> about the, yeah. the red coat? Well, that, that, I mean, that, that, that's, that, about, that's. About the what, sorry? About the, these, this alternate reality right. where Steven Spielberg made uh, Pale Horse instead of Schindler's List. Uh, and it's like the equivalent of Schindler's List. I found that, I don't know, I found. It this felt the to first me. one I found odds. Uh, it felt to me very much like. That was this version of there aren't superhero comics, there's pirate comics. Mm. That's where I because mm. because a lot of it felt pulpier than yeah. other episodes. I felt like it was really digging into the yeah. Watchmen roots. So that's how I kind of so I I didn't did you find it a bit weird because did I didn't take it seriously? Yes. it was kind of a bit amusing. 
Yeah, because I then feel like also... that's why I found it weird because I also like it's weird that it's not taking it. It's like this weird thing about amusement where I'm like, also the film nerd in me is like, well, actually, if it's an alternate reality, uh, Martin Scorsese was actually the first person to be attached to direct uh, Schindler's List, and I feel like if this was the way, they wouldn't have had to swap. Right. He would direct Cape Fear instead. Maybe uh, right. if it's not actually a Holocaust movie, uh, Steven Spielberg would not feel so composed to uh, make this movie <laughs> that, uh, not about the Holocaust instead. <laughs> but oh, it's Martin Scorsese who is a New Yorker proudly himself maybe he would make this version and then that would be that you know that's what that's what upset me about it i would say that's right. alexi's version wow. of i spend too much time alone <laughs> yeah it was amazing <laughs> right that's also that's person. wog facts as well i guess <laughs> that's in there i think it's be- i think because the, 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 the little girl in the red coat is the most is mm. the image from yeah. schindler's right. list so which, like which, then that's what bothers me so if when he makes schindler's list does he not have that scene in it or does he have that scene and it, the movie like loses stars, like you know, think, in ratings? Because people I don't go, think he makes he's, he's, yeah, I don't, right, think, I don't he think he does. That's why I find right. it strange. That's yeah, why I don't yeah, believe yeah, the yeah. moment. Right, I don't believe it. Well, I wouldn't dare believe it. But you know, <laughs> but if you think about the fact that he re-released ET fifteen years after the yeah. date and took out the guns and, and put a and, red dress on ET and put a red dress on ET <laughs> made it black and white yeah. oh, oh shit ET does wear a red dress in the movie <laughs> yeah what are you talking about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when the when the person dresses Yoda thinks yeah. it's him. yeah anyway um, one man at the group therapy talks about the inherited trauma he deals mm. with in regards to the events of the yes. squid attack and this is one of the prevalent themes of um, yeah of the series, isn't it? Yes, yes. It was Generational it, trauma. Yeah. I yep. never really... It's kind of been one of those... You know when you kind of know about something, mm. but I would never have been able to articulate it until watching this show as in those words. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know why. It's just been... It's been quite a... Oh, yeah. Kind of I, think of, I think about it quite a lot. Right. Uh, being a Jew, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, it's definitely in me, yeah. this kind of built-in anxiety and, you know, persecution complex. And I don't even know if it's like, ooh, it's, it, the trauma's passed down in your DNA. I think it's like, particularly in the Jewish sense of like, you've got a race of people that have been, you know, yeah. pogromed and maligned for a thousand years. Yeah. It's going to be the people that are like, fuck, let's get the fuck out of here yeah. that survive and, yeah. and procreate and go down the, the genes. But yeah, yeah the, the concept of um, intergenerational trauma was explained to me a few years ago and I think there's something to it. I think the yeah. whole world is traumatised. Is Inter- it the yeah. theory that it is a physical thing, like where it's the, it's in the, the DNA. trauma is passed mm. through DNA, not yeah. through... Because the way that I interpret it as well, you know, like uh, um, through my family history as well, being similarly like, mm. you know, with oppression and stuff like that, um, I always, you know, I feel that too, but I've always assumed it's through the story or through me being told the story. Right. Uh, and Sorry, and that's kind of how I've always thought of it. Yeah. And so this has been a new that's, way of thinking about it for I'd me. never heard it before until this episode. Really? Yeah, I'd never heard this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so that's... I always just assumed that it was like, you know, the passing, the oral history of these, uh, right. of like atrocities and persecution. I've never once thought of it in reality as being this DNA past trait. And now um, this is going to be me spending all my time alone reading about this because I'm right. fascinated by it really yeah, deeply. I mean, it kind of evolutionarily, it makes sense. Mm. You know, yeah. if, if an organism's in a very dangerous situation where its life is threatened yeah. and it then, you know, procreates. You're passing on yeah, that. Yeah, you're passing on that Survival kind of instinct. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Or the, 
this trait of survival. Yeah. I mean, when I was younger, I looked a lot less dewy than I do now. Mm. You know, very kind of blonde hair and, you know, kind of Aryan looking. Mm. And no one, no Gentile ever picked me as a Jew. Yeah. Like every Jew I ever met was within they two know. minutes. was like, yeah. you're a Jew. Right. They, there's just like, there was some heaviness or some kind of yeah. like uh, skittishness or something. Right. Um, yeah. I, d- I don't know. It's a, it's. It's definitely in me and it manifests more as I get older. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, when did you start noticing this? That I was Jewing out a no, lot No, 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 sorry. That it was <laughs> <laughs> that when I started using my hands more I, as I spoke. Yeah, I, it was, uh, I, didn't feel comfortable, <laughs> I didn't feel comfortable using the J word. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, did you notice it? Was it, You said it's been kind of... Yeah. Like, more as you get older. Was that something that... I you st- noticed over time, or did you just suddenly? Go, no, no, no. Oh, I started is- joking about it on stage in my late twenties. Like right. I started because you know for a long time I didn't want to talk about it at all on stage. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then it just started kind of coming out. Okay. Um, and like I'm doing it now, like this kind of, yeah. and my shoulders go up, and and you know I don't know. It just I don't know if it's a product of just getting older, right? And something is coming to the fore that's always been there that was being held back. Yeah. Or if it's just you know. Jew genes kicking in and I'm turning into every fucking cliche of an yeah. you know elderly Jewish man. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Look as a, as a as a fan of Jewish culture, I I'd be wrapped if you would become more Jewish. No, be, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I, I wrote down here: Wade's ex-wife treats the clone puppy with the same dignity that Vite treats his servants. Uh, they appear to be yeah. The, there's a real uh, lack of empathy in this world, isn't mm, there, in yep. many ways? And that's what makes uh, Wade stand out. To, yep. You know, and probably it's interesting. I think both of you thought this was your favourite episode so yep. far. Was that yeah, right? 100%. I think so. um, yeah, 100%. I, I, I think I've I think said that after every episode. Well, so yeah, far. I feel like I've <laughs> yeah. said that too. But, but, but it feels like he's the one that mm. lets you in the most. Well, do, yeah. we know any, do we know as much about any other character on the show at this point? No. There's no other character that we're this intimate with. Right. Yeah. Right. You yeah, know. that's a good point. We, or and, there's and, and, more secrets to them. Whereas yeah. this is one where it's like, oh, this appeared to be a mysterious character at the start of this series. Yeah. And now it's like, no, we've unlocked the one yeah. hidden secret this guy had yeah. and yeah. we know him now. The yeah. mask has been removed. We're seeing his essence. And in, and in many different modes. We're yeah. seeing him in badass and mm. going in alone with a yeah. gun mode. We've yeah. seen him, you know, flirting with a woman. Yeah. You know, I said to you, you know, that, that's, that scene where he comes out of the, Pub, you know, a little yeah. bit drunk. He's so fucking charismatic so and sexy. so sweet yeah. and sexy and yeah. all of it. Yeah. You know, like, there's so much there. Well, his ex-wife says you could have any. Yeah, that's so right. And, and have a charisma. Yeah. But it's interesting when she says that. There's nothing evident when she first says that. There's nothing evident up until that point mm. that proves that. I remember yeah. her saying that, and going, "What? He's kind this of like, guy? yeah, yeah, yeah." But then you see him in that pub when this he's Rorschach talking. motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he does. He has yeah. this quiet, like a real. Beautiful charisma, yeah. like a beauty. You can yeah. see there's, there's there's a warmth there that no other character up until this point shown. Maybe uh, is it Crawford? Not Crawford. Uh, the chief that's dead. Judd. Yeah, Judd. Judd. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe a little bit of from him when he's yeah. around the dinner table in episode one. Yeah, there's a bit of warmth, but nothing like this. And yeah. it's, I think it's that thing that I said about uh, Gene Smart and her first episode. Where I'm like, you're seeing a character actor get to do everything mm. a movie star yeah. gets yes. to do, yes. and it's just you know, I love a good movie star performance. Fuck you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 especially by a guy where you're just like him. <laughs> 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 he's so good 
He's so good. Uh, Wade's alter ego, I mentioned this before, as a marketing researcher, it's a classic superhero trope, uh, you know, like Mm. Clark Kent as a reporter. So, uh, Ben, Mm. uh, in the background, there is a signage for Zenith Hi-Fi or Mm. audio and that, and the logo looks like the one that is used for Grant Morrison's (laughs) series Zenith. Uh, or Zenith, which is a story about superheroes dealing with Lovecraftian monsters attacking the Earth from mm, a higher dimension. Very good. It could be read as a critique of Watchmen, and what it really did was it, it traded uh, a certain level of sincerity for glibness, mm-hmm, didn't mm-hmm. it? You yes. know, yep. It was. A, I think it was one of the first real uh, Generation X superheroes that yep. you read, where he really just wanted to be a pop star. He just wanted to be famous. Yep. He Ah, how good is it that I got powers? Oh, you have to go and uh, team up these heroes to save the day. It's like, why? Yeah, yeah, why? yeah. I'm yeah, a pop yeah. star. Like, and, life is really good. And every victory, he kind of falls ass backwards into oh, it. Yeah. It's not by design. Yeah, it's, yeah, he's yeah. Like he's the, very he's, craven character. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Steve Yao, is yeah, that how you yeah, pronounce yeah. his name? The artwork, sensational. So, um, so <laughs> I in for, for everyone who works on Watchmen, I hope that that is incorrect. Because Alan Moore hates Grant Morrison, yeah. mm, and if gosh. they thought that there was any kind of hint of of a Morrison property inside the property that he has tried to discard, like we could wake up tomorrow and it's like everyone who worked on Watchmen is now a frog. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good times. It uh, could be a deliberate. Ah, fuck you. Maybe man. I don't know. You're never gonna fucking watch that shit. Don't put yeah. your name on it. Fuck you, you weird fucker. You fucking beady motherfucker. Well, let's just hold off on that. That's me doing an impression of another character, Mr. No, Moore. Somehow yeah. you're hearing this <laughs> out there in your wicked world. You can't you can't be saying that because it's today it's actually Alan Moore's birthday. Oh. It's the 18th the eleventh. He's Happy turned sixty six. I know he's a big fan Shit. of this Number podcast. of the beast. <laughs> like, he won't watch the show, but he's curious to know what's going on. So Alan Moore is a fucking cool dude. You know yeah. that yeah. Uh, people can just show up to his house in Northampton, knock on the door. Right. I've heard so many stories of people really? just showing up to Northampton, going to his door, and he's like, yeah, all right, come inside. Yeah, oh, right. Having a cup of tea with Alan Moore. Oh, yeah. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> I'd be right into that. Well, Hammer's been replaced by a gust of dust. <laughs> 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 and there's a Hammer-shaped hole in the door. <laughs> How long did it take you to fly over here? Fly? Too slow. <laughs> I was like, the Flash, I ran across the ocean. Uh, He's a funny motherfucker, I, I, right? Would you? So you get to hang out with a comic book creator, not Grant Morrison. Yeah. Who? Alan Moore. Yeah. 100%. I, you, know, you know who I'd be really curious to have a drink with? Uh. Warren Ellis. See, I'm not an Ellis guy. I don't know enough about him. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, he mm. seems pretty cool. More just... More, and funny. More's getting funnier as he gets older. Yeah. That is true. Did you see this? Like, uh, he wrote this incomprehensible chapter in his book, Jerusalem. Yeah. Mm. In the style of James Joyce. And Stuart Lee's doing an inter- interview with him and they're good friends. Yeah. And he's like, so why did you write the first chapter of your book in an incomprehensible gobbledygook? And Alan Moore just goes, to keep cunts out of my book. <laughs> Oh my god! That is, that is just oh god. so good. My that choice, is... Jim Davis. By the way, oh good uh, choice. Yes. No, I just yeah. want to see me lasagna. See what he <laughs> see if he likes it. Yeah, right. I knew it. You're a liar. <laughs> this cat doesn't like lasagna at all. Um, the spinning wheel at the fair looks like a mechanical version of the squid's eye. That's mm-hmm. a hell of a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cereal contains a version of a smiley face. It is also Happy Harry's, which is the name of the owner of the bar 
with the same name in the graphic novel. Mm. So I like the idea that maybe after everything blew up, he said, mate, I've got to get out of the business mm. and go on into cereal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it was also an American drugstore chain that merged with Walgreens in 2006. So maybe it's just that. Anyway, uh, Renee was played by Paula Malcolmson, who starred in uh, Deadwood and Grey yeah. Donovan. She is awesome. I was rapt to see mm. her. But I, it also kind of gave it away for me that she could not be trusted because she's such a good actor. Yeah. I, there was a part of me was thinking, she seems really great, so I'm not going to trust it because mm. she's a really good actor <laughs> and you're trying to win me over. Um, uh, Mozart's Requiem plays as Wade learns the truth about 1985, just as it played when Angela discovered the truth about Sheriff Judd. Mm. Uh, just as Veidt was willing to kill people to save the world, he is willing to use the dead to save himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few things I wrote quickly while I was watching it. Uh, the, the kid's reading a comic that has the Vite method. Saw that. Mm. Yeah, that was cool. There's the posters for the gay lesbian uh, rights. Uh, I think it's a parade or something that the taxi driver is putting up ah, in the graphic yeah, novel. Yeah, 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 so yeah. you can see that as well. Mm. Um, in the tape, Adrian Vite says, A Stronger Loving World, which is the title of... Um, final chapter mm-hmm. uh, careless I've whisper key line there's no comfort in the truth pain is all you'll find mm. seems resonant I've got one that he hasn't said yet Ooh. and I'm oh yeah yeah Do, no oh, no I oh, want yeah, you, you want to save it keep okay fucking going. Yeah. Um, if it's so it was funny that you said you rope her yeah um, I'm really excited uh, just, you just her, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, sorry, I shouldn't build it up. You've anyway. probably got it. No, no, maybe. I, I, I don't know. Like, there's so much going on here. Oh, it was a very conspicuous it? one. Oh, is it? Well, fucking you say. Let's keep no, going. No, 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 no. Anyway, guys are getting uh, stressed I think out. I, so now, <laughs> no, but I think I, I can't handle the. Do you want me to say it? Save it. Do you want to say it? No, no, no. Say it. Say save it at the end. Well, you need something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. If it, I thought it's it was some real nerd shit. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, but I've got something really nerdy as well. Well, and I'm really excited. Someone's listening to this on the train and just threw up all over themselves. (laughs) (laughs) I am so sorry. Always wear a lobster bib when listening to this podcast for any such moments. Um, uh, I thought it might have been Europa, Mm. um, which was uh, had. Space probes fly by it for mm. numerous decades. In Greek myth, uh, Europa was the king of uh, the mother of King Minos. She was abducted by Zeus, king of the gods, in the form yeah. of a bull. And uh, so he hit hit as a bull, and when she came too close, he ran away with it. So I wonder, yeah. uh, is that is that doc- like well, he wasn't going to write Doctor Manhattan with all those bodies, mm. was he? Like on Europa, save like, me, dear Zeus, <laughs> dear Zeus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Senator King says, I leave it entirely in your hands to Wade. Oh, is that the one? That's the one. Um, Which is the last line of the comic. The iconic final line. Yeah. Yes. I leave it entirely in your hands. Okay. So so (laughs) it feels, I wasn't going to finish on this, but it feels proper now. Uh, So if you want some really nerdy shit, Uh, I wonder, there's a moment when the heroes are having sex in the uh, TV show mm. and it's uh, this weird reflection. And I wonder if that's meant to be a shot where it's reflected off Moloch's solar mirror weapon, which also reflects the rape of Sally from ah, the wow. comedians. That's right, right. Yeah. Yes. That was my super nerdy one that wow. I read. <laughs> there was one shot that I wondered with, is this them doing their version of the shot within no the American doubt. Hero Story? Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Anyway, I 
had a really good time. <laughs> <laughs> Any? Uh, did we miss anything? We, we missed. No, like, oh, I'm sure were, we missed heaps. Like, mm. I've got one. When it was panning through the carnival, mm. two people were smooching. Oh yes, and they very much formed the outline of the oh, famous Hiroshima lovers. Oh yeah, right. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah. Man, yeah, I feel like it's going to be one of those shows that I'll be watching for years. I'll have to keep doing yeah. updates of, yeah, the, yeah, of yeah. the podcast. Um, Maybe that season two is just this season once again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do it in reverse. Oh, yeah. That, I'm into that. So, uh, so depressingly, I uh, won't be here next Monday. Terrible uh, timing. I'm really yeah. sorry about that. It's uh, Well, we know where your priorities are. Yeah, it's like making enough money so I can still <laughs> afford to do this free podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, <laughs> uh, but we will get you back for uh, so I'm away for the next two episodes. Mm, so finale. Uh, no, seven. We got eight and nine. Oh, eight, eight and nine. nine. Eight and so nine. Uh, you guys will come back final for that. Two. Any yeah. any final thoughts on this episode before you leave? Um, you feel pretty. I, I, said, I said to you guys earlier. I've been I've been very much enjoying the show. Yeah. Up until this point, but now I need it. Yeah. Like right. I need to. I'm. I need to know. I consistently think. Like, I'm so lost in it, and then I'll just kind of look at the time, and every time I look, I'm like, what, what do you mean that's 35 minutes? Mm. Yeah. Like, oh, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 slow yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let yeah. me get back to it. Yeah, yeah. like, just, whew, I was like, I think last week was 48, and I think this week this week was 56 or something like yeah. that, and it was like, thank you for those extra eight minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I need yeah, yeah, this, yeah, 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 you know? Yeah, <laughs> I think I just can't wait till it's all out and just watch it all over again. Oh yeah, it it will be really interesting yeah. watching it as a you know in blocks you know yeah. over a couple of days yeah you know, and really kind of and also once you know how something ends yeah it obviously changes the reward you, know you do you do a, you do a Saturday afternoon Saturday night uh, Sunday mid afternoon we'll do that sure. Mm. We'll uh, <laughs> invite everyone <laughs> to over. everyone else, you just said days of the week. We're like, uh. <laughs> four, 4 p.m. Tuesday, 6 p.m., 8 p.m. on Wednesday. Yeah, it's like a, it'll be... The only way you can view it with us is we'll do it like someone who's just gotten into the Adelaide Fringe yeah. at the last minute. Look, we can give you 4 o'clock on a Wednesday, 7.30 on a Thursday, 8 a.m. on a Saturday... <laughs> <laughs> like, sure, I'll take it. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you very much, guys. That was fun. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you to Ben and Alexi for joining me yet again. Uh, Ben's podcast, Oink Time, is out there every episode waiting to be heard. Uh, and I think they might be making a comeback soon. So uh, if you want to check that out, please do so. Uh, and Alexi, of course, is the co-host of the Total Reboot podcast. And Mike Check, the podcast that goes through the filmography of Mike Myers to see if it is still shagadelic. And yes, Alexi did ask me to say that exact line. I'm going to post some extra reading material for you over at our official Facebook page, just some stuff that I found uh, in putting this episode together. So if you'd like to have a read of that, you can expand upon it. And I'll throw PDpedia there as well in case you forget uh, to check that out. Uh, So that'll be over at our official Facebook page, Big Squid with Justin Hamilton. Uh, There's a private chat that anyone can join too. It's just a a nice place where you can throw some crazy theories around without feeling the need to preface every post with spoilers so if you'd like to join just ask and uh, jump in and 
go crazy with your thoughts and your ideas and your speculations as to where this might be going. Uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, please give us a full star rating or positive review at whichever platform you use. Uh, if you're not enjoying the podcast, then thanks for hanging around in the off chance that it really starts to click for you. But please keep your negative Nelly thoughts to yourself. Uh, Brisbane, I'm performing at the Sit Down Comedy Club this Thursday to Saturday, beginning the 21st of November. So if you're around and free, please come along and say hi, check out the show, and uh, more importantly, we'll have a discussion about Watchmen afterwards. Maybe I'll even have a discussion with Watchmen from the stage. I'll, I'll, I'll gladly alienate the majority of the audience uh, just to make you happy. That's enough out of me. Uh, this was a, a long podcast, uh, so... Uh, Thanks for hanging in there. Thanks for checking in with us. I hope you're enjoying the TV show as much as we are. And I guess uh, this week, while you're out there, just keep an eye out for Raining Vites. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>